Broadcasting from the News Radio 102.9 KARN Radio Center and Studio 1B, it is Guatney Unplugged with Scott Romine. Hey, Scott Romine here. Hope you're having a great Saturday. You guys know I love diving and the keys and uh, sharks and aquariums and all that kind of good stuff. And, and if you love aquariums, you might wonder where the fish in the aquarium comes from. Well, it comes from a place like Dynasty Marine down in Marathon, Florida. And we're talking with Ben Daughtry. He is the president. How are you? Good, Scott. Man, yeah, I'm glad to have you on here. I've always been fascinated with aquariums, and and you guys help fill these things up. How did Dynasty Marine Associates get started? Well, our founder was Forrest Young, and um, I think, you know, he was really big into doing aquaculture of fish in the 70s and early 80s, and it was just kind of an early time for that. And so he, uh, as he likes to say, he had... Uh, two children that he had to provide for and make sure they could go to college. So he really started looking into being able to supply fish to public aquariums for uh, people to view and specializing in those kind of large, you know, charismatic animals. That's, that's awesome. What over the years you've been there, what's one of some of the most challenging requests you've had from aquariums? Well, so it's interesting. I mean, um, it, it can vary greatly. So we did some research with actually one of the universities and um, they wanted to catch every species of Caribbean goby that's found in the Florida Keys. And we spent weeks working with uh, an expert named Jim Van Tassel to do that. And while that didn't go to the public aquariums, that was really a a unique and and challenging uh, uh, project for us. And, And, you know, these little tiny fish that are, you know, one to two inches and, and trying to find each micro habitat that they live in. That was actually something that was really challenging for us. But we've done things that are also looking for species that are well below um, recreational dive limits and then uh, large animals like big sharks and manta rays. So we've, we've done it all and each sets its own own kind of set of challenges. Um, and then the weather, of course, can be a, a huge factor. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really think about that. I guess maybe even some species aren't in the area maybe at the time they get requested. Is that a possibility? It, it sure is. It sure is. We we travel um, typically in the state of Florida, but we actually have a, a north station out of Ocean City, Maryland, where we catch a, a specific species of shark um, pretty much on, a, on an every-year basis for public display, and that's the sand tiger shark. That one seems to really do well in aquariums. You can see those all over the country. Yeah, they are they're really one of the most popular sharks in the aquarium industry and it's because they've got, you know, those those big menacing looking teeth and yet they are really quite good in human care uh as far as survivability and and just doing quite well in tanks. Something unique about uh, an air bladder or something they have. They can kind of stay somewhat motionless in the water more often than most sharks. Yeah, so they have a pretty unique ability. They they actually will come up to the surface and gulp air. So they actually hold some air in their stomach cavity. So most sharks use their liver as, as a, a balance for flotation. So most sharks are just slightly negative. And so they swim forward and, and their pectoral fins actually work like a, a, an airplane's wings and it actually lifts the shark. So they're, they if they stop moving, they'll sink. Well, the sand tiger shark swims very slowly 
And one of the ways it's able to do that is, is by gulping air and holding it in its stomach cavity. <laughs> That's something. I can't imagine really the, the logistics of what you do to get, say, get a shark from Marathon, Florida to the other side of the world. I, I, it, how difficult is that? Do, does most of your stuff go on a plane or does it go on a truck? Well, it, it certainly depends on uh, on where we're shipping to. And I, I like to tell people, you know, catching whatever animal we're catching is about a third of the work. Um, and then the next third is, is actually the husbandry, taking care of those animals, making sure they're in good shape, making sure they're feeding and doing well, and, and then prepping them for shipment. And then they, and then the ship, shipment itself is another third of the, of the work. So um, it's kind of broken into those thirds as far as effort and, and intensity. And um, if we're doing a, a public aquarium here in the United States with large animals, we're usually sh- we're usually shipping them in our in our 18 uh, 18 wheeler, which we have a, a custom refrigerated trailer where we can put different holding tanks in there, and then we actually have um, people that ride along with that, and and those are our transport experts, and they're looking at. Uh, water quality and animal health along the way so that when they get to the door of aquarium, they're doing, you know, ideally perfect. And then if we're going to ship something overseas to Europe or China or the Middle East or wherever it might go, um, depending on the species, um, sometimes we've, we've developed a technique where they can actually ride in the bottom of a, of a large aircraft like a 777 or a 747. So it'll have people on the uh, the normal deck above where everybody flies and below might be a container with some sharks in it. That, that is quite fascinating. Um, I I've seen your videos and things. You occasionally go down in a submarine. How did that come about? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. So, um, I had mentioned earlier in our interview that, uh, we do some technical deep diving well below, uh, recreational limits. So we have a friend that has a an aquarium down in the South Caribbean in Curacao, and um, he is a fish collector at heart as well. His name is uh, Dutch Schreier, and uh, Dutch decided that uh, I think on his 65th birthday that he wanted to to ride in a submarine. So he rented a sub down at his facility and and brought Forrest and myself down there to be a part of that. And one thing leads to another, and Dutch now has his own submarine down there. And uh, he does some amazing research with um, the, both the European and the United States, uh, different institutions. And on the side, he will go do some fish collecting for us for some of this deep stuff that's, you know, in the three to 300 to maybe 1,000 feet range. And he also takes tourists down on that submarine. So, Ben, you're living the James Bond lifestyle. You realize that (laughs) 007. Uh, It's an interesting life and I do enjoy it, but uh, I'm not quite sure it equates to James Bond. Well, you know, were you around when they, they did film a James Bond down there, right uh, there close to where you are at, at one point, I think in 87 or so. Yeah, I as a as a kid, I recall that they did some some filming of that, uh, both here in the Keys and maybe in in the Bahamas as well. I think they were using tiger sharks at the time for part of that film. When I was a kid, an Epcot Center's aquarium opened in '82. There was a tiger shark on display, and then anytime I went for the next 
30 years, you know, never again was there a tiger shark until I guess the Atlanta Aquarium just put some in. Is there something about that species very hard to keep in captivity? Yeah, it really is a pretty unique animal. You know, as you think about a tiger shark as the public, you you know, you hear all these stories about how they have, you know, all kinds of junk in them, you know, pieces of tires and and license plates and, and yeah. just about anything and everything. And, and they get huge. So you think they're this dominant animal. Well, when they're in human care and, and in a, in a, a tank, they become a, a very different animal. They seem to shy away from the rest of the sharks. And, um, Georgia has done a, a really good job of, uh, of keeping these guys and growing them up. And, um, I think they've had them for about three years now. I don't know if they've got one or, or two of them up there. I haven't been to the, to the facility, but we were certainly a, a part of helping, uh, fill that new shark display that they opened up, I think last year. I actually went the day after Christmas to see them and I believe they have two of them. And that's the first time I'd seen one since 1982. It's just not something you can find in an aquarium very often. Yeah, they're 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 a, they're a real challenge. You need a really big tank, and um, then you need a a really hot shot crew to try and keep them. Because um, I think I think there's an aquarium that might hold the record down in Mexico. Veracruz, I think, had them for uh, five or seven years. Um, so, but they're a they're a difficult one, and there's aquariums around the world that try them here and there. Uh, I believe. They had some success with them in um, in the Maui Aquarium as well, but that success uh, dictated that they basically have them for a short amount of time and then release them. Ah, I got you. We're talking with Ben Daughtry. He's the president down there, and uh, you guys just hit like your seventh year anniversary. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Scott. It's uh, It's been a little over seven years, and uh, as they say, what a long, strange trip it's been. It's uh, It's been a tough one between having some a significant hurricane a few years ago. And then of course, COVID here recently, which has changed all of our lives, but uh, we're doing well. And, and so are our critters. So here you were spending what, 36 years sending all these fish to all these other aquariums who sparked the idea. Let's just make our own aquarium. Yeah, well, that was, that was a uh, kind of an idea that came to, to myself and Forrest, uh, the founder of Dynasty Marine and my partner here at the aquarium. Um, and, and once again, my good friend Dutch down in Curacao has a small aquarium there where it, he has some interactive parts to it. And, um, and so it was a combination of all of those things that said, you know what, the Florida Keys are the most dove spot in the world. There are lots of days when it's too windy and rough to go out lots of days when the visibility is not very good. And there's probably lots of people that are visiting the Florida Keys that would like to try scuba diving, but don't want to get out on a boat and potentially get seasick or any of those things. So we, we kind of spawned this idea and, um, and it's been really successful. Now, does a person need to be certified or any of that kind of stuff to do your experiences? No. So, uh one of the nice things is we do a snorkeling uh, at, at the top of, of the water, basically, for people that want to do that, or a surface regulator. We do a certified dive to the bottom, and we can do a non-certified dive to the bottom. So we can take somebody and do kind of like a what they call a resort course. So it's specific 
two aquarium encounters. So we have an aquarium encounters course uh, that you can take um, with an instructor and go to the bottom and breathe on a regulator at the bottom, which is only about nine, 10 feet deep. Tell us, uh, my favorite part, of course, is you can feed those sharks. Where, where did that idea come from? And tell us how that works a little bit. So it's, uh, it, yeah, it's really unique. It's the only place in the United States where you can do something like this. So you, if you figure two big 40-foot round tanks, and in the center is, is a big acrylic, two big acrylic windows that separates the two tanks. And uh, there's a little donut hole where you can stick a, a long piece of fish through and have the sharks come and feed right out of your hands, but you're behind the safety of the plexiglass. So our predator reef uh, is on one side, and you're on our coral reef side with all the friendly, colorful fish. And um, it's a it's a unique experience for, you know, even people that have done a lot of diving all over the world. You never really get to do an experience quite like this, and and it's it's great for a novice or for somebody that's been diving for years. I wanted to pay extra and get on the other side of the glass. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting. There's, um, I, I've certainly thought about that over the years. Oh, I would. Um, I'll do it. I promise you. <laughs> there, there's a lot of people that, that talk about that and feel like they would want to do that. And we've, we've discussed putting a cage together or even an acrylic tube that you could get into. Um, but we just haven't done it yet. I, I, I really like the process that we have right now, but you never know what's going to going to happen in the future. Maybe that'll be something we add to it. You have some very interesting employees. Um, when I come down and did your aquarium, the guy that was kind of working in there had been off on like some six month adventure doing great white shark, like shark week kind of stuff. I mean, where, mm -hmm. where do you find these people to come in and work for you? It's, it's incredible. Yeah, well, it's a it's an eclectic group of people that come to the Florida Keys anyway. So, um, you know, we're we're different than mainlanders, I like to say, and the and the and the lure of the Florida Keys, you know, ch changes people. So, uh, people come from all over. You know, we often hire our, bi our biologists from from all over the United States and uh, sometimes internationally. And the same thing with our dive instructors. So, um, it's it's always a a different group of people. The big thing for us is that, that they really, in my opinion, are, are at least 50% of somebody's experience. So we really try and make sure our staff are engaging and interacting with our guests and answering questions and, and just trying to make the entire experience a little more enjoyable. Ben, one of the things I thought was so ingenious with what you did is you basically allow seawater to come up and fill parts of the park and the, the, the display, which is ingenious. I mean, does that, I guess, negate some filtering that otherwise an aquarium would have to do? Well, it, it, it's, we're in a very unique, uh, situation to be able to do that. So we're actually pulling water from, uh, up to 150 feet below ground and the water here in the Florida Keys, the water table's all salt. So it's, it comes out of the ground at the same salinity that the ocean has, the the difference is is that it's a little cooler in the summertime and a little warmer in the wintertime than what our our nearshore water is so it comes out at about 76 degrees year round so we trickle that water into the systems and we use that as a kind of a geothermal 
way to control our water temperature. So in the summertime, our tanks maybe come up to 80 or 82 at the top. And sometimes the water near shore here will actually reach up, upwards of 90 degrees, which is just too warm for the fish to be comfortable. And then in the wintertime, sometimes we'll get uh, waters down into the 60s, uh, and our water temperature on our main tank may only drop down to 72 or 74. So it, it moderates those extreme swings, and we do it very cost-efficiently versus having to heat or cool the water like other aquariums do. And then in addition to that, we don't have to mix salt water. So a lot of aquariums will be getting pallets of salt from making salt water. And, um, and then they have to mix it and let it sit. And then they have to add that in as they're change, doing water changes and things like that. So it's, it's a unique advantage that we have uh, being here in the Florida Keys. Man, you've got a perfect place for an aquarium, I would think. Uh, tell me, I love the fact you guys really promote like conserving the Keys and protecting the Keys. What is it you guys are doing about protecting the manatees? Yeah, so I mean that's really our mission is to educate people about our ecosystems and 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 the different animals within. And so we've been working for the last few years with uh FWC, Florida Fish and Wildlife, as well as some other partners, Miami Sea Aquarium, uh SeaWorld Orlando, uh, the Dolphin Research Center and we help to uh help to do some rescues on manatees. Unfortunately, they interact sometimes with fishermen's lines or with boat propellers. So we're part of that team. Uh, to do that. And we're working uh, hard right now to get our license to be able to help rehabilitate manatees where we can hold them here and then release them as, as they, you know, are, are healed up and, and old enough and, and stable enough to be able to, to live back out in a natural environment. So that's been one of our big uh, pushes over the last several years. And we're also um, getting very actively involved in coral restoration as well, which is, which is a big push that needs to happen here because our reefs in the Florida Keys have been dying for the last 30 years or so. And uh, human active restoration is, is what it's going to take to bring them back. So there's a tremendous effort going on with, once again, FWC, the Florida Keys National Marine Sanctuary, and a bunch of private partnerships uh, where we're trying to uh, be an active part of that restoration. And, and we're working very closely with a, a company called Reef Renewal. And uh, and it's going to be a decades-long uh, issue for us to, to really try and be a part of and, and change the direction of, of things. It's got to happen. Hey, uh, Ben, how can people come down? Where, where, where can they come find the aquarium and see all this awesome stuff you've told us about well we're we're in marathon at mile marker 53 on us one so if you're coming to the florida keys we're kind of what we call the heart of the florida keys right in the middle about an hour north of key west and an hour south of key largo and um of course you can find us online at florida keys aquarium encounters.com um or florida keys aquarium encounters on the on the website so um Look us up, and we'd love to have people come in here. I appreciate the opportunity to, to give that plug at the end. So, Absolutely. Uh, love, love to have guests. So. Thank you so much. Ben Daughtry with Aquarium Encounters and Dynasty Marine Associates. We'll be right back here on Guatney Unplugged. 